You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, punters and dribblers. The home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias, as you are probably already aware. It's Origin Decider Week. Uh, dreams dashed. Dreams realized. States cast to the doldrums of this great nation and others lifted high atop the shoulders of greats. Uh, that's right. New South Wales take on Queensland Wednesday in the Decider. Very excited. Throbbing, in fact. Uh, but before we get any further into this award-winning podcast, atop the heat, above all, uh, I must welcome good friend, confidant, long-time lover, Edward Simpson. Like the sound of your own voice, don't you, mate? You're starting to, you're starting to really string those bloody intros out. That Go was on, so that sounded prepared. <laughs> that sounded prepared. Well, let the punters and dribblers know. Was it? I think it was. Well, you think I just memorised no, that? I think. I think you think you it was written that. down. Yeah. Please, think, mate. Well, mate, you got a lot to do after you knock off at nine thirty. I, <laughs> I think you've written that, and I think you've rehearsed. You know it, what? And you, I think you've watched yourself in the mirror, and I think you. You know what? That. I that, think you enjoyed. That. That's testament to my ability. To just wing it off the cuff. And you know what? I really appreciate that. That's more a compliment than anything else because... Yeah. Look, I know when you're winging it and I know when it's rehearsed. Well, look, I think and it was... that reeked of rehearsed. I know. And you That's know my opinion. I think I just leveled up as a podcaster. I think that was what we witnessed was me going like mm. to another level. Punish Dribbler's been... This is 160, 100, almost 170 episodes. And he's I, leveled up. He's I, just leveled up. I know when he's rehearsing. He's too. just leveled up. <laughs> Origin week. Origin week. Punish Dribbler's. Uh, either the best or worst week of the year. Yep. Depending on the results and where you live. Anyway, it's either the best or the worst week uh, of the year. Let's hope for the best. Can you imagine, Eddie? And this is just doomsday, obviously. But if we were to lose Origin, New South Wales, and all, if you're a New South Wales and Australian ODI fan, it could either be the greatest week ever or it could be one of the worst you'll ever have. So let's hope for the best. Let's be positive here. Look, let's be let's be positive. There's a lot at stake, including my mental stability. Yes, uh, I think the state's mental stability, the nation's mental stability, mm. lot on the line this week. Yeah, it's it's glory or fucking. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. That's it's, what I'm looking it for. It is. It's all, all or nothing. nothing. I told you, I've leveled up. Um, it's absolutely all or nothing. Uh, we're going to get to that. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. So obviously we're going to talk some origin. We're going to talk some cricket uh, of the ODI variety. Bit of tennis. Bit of tennis. Bit of uh, UFC. Holy shit. If you were watching UFC 239 yesterday, you got your money's worth. If you streamed it, you certainly got your money's worth. Uh, it was some violent, violent. It was a violent, violent Sunday afternoon. It was a violent card. Except for the last fight. Except for the last was... fight. Well, mm. no, you know what? My mind's been changed on that one. But anyway... Um, I don't. There are a couple of dribbles from the dribbler. Uh, they certainly have become very verbose with their language and uh, long-winded with their prose. Has the has the throbber, the punter, and the dribbler, uh, particularly the dribbler, particularly the dribbler. Uh, but I think that's sort of a pretty good appetite wetter for what's coming up on the podcast. That's an appetite wetter, punters, dribblers. If your appetite's not wet, then you must be deaf. Uh, now, before we get on. Uh, Punish Dribblers, there are two things right now that we have to do. Firstly, uh, the coup's over. We defeated Apple, as you may have seen on our Instagram page, at Hello Sport Podcast and Instagram. Full, uh, a full apology from Apple CEO Tim Cook. Now, we had to dis- we had to sign our NDAs, so we can't get into the specifics too much of why it was that we were deplatformed. Uh, you can make your own assumptions, though. I think that would be wise to well, speculate. Well, I think we've alluded to them. I think we've been yeah. we've alluded to them. Uh, we can't really say much more. Other than the fact that forces were working against us. Yeah. Well, I will say this. When you get big and powerful, people want to bring you down. Yeah. People bigger and more powerful want to try and yeah. tear you down. It's they get, unsettling. They get, yeah. It's unsettling. Like it's, when, when Instagram became a threat, Facebook just purchased them. We cannot be bought. No. We cannot be purchased. We've said no countless times. I mean... The amount of takeovers that we've had to sh- shove away. Yeah, stave off. The amount of cash that we've turned our noses, turned our up, noses up at. I mean, look, it would it would shock you, punters, dribblers. Thus, forces came into play that tried to dethrone us, dethrone us, disrespect us globally. They've been swept to the side and we are free to carry on 
to glory. Yeah, carrying on, uh, carry on dribbling. Now that means that we're back on Apple Podcasts. So if that's where you subscribe, you're all good. Uh, but we're also available everywhere else. So if you want to avoid this next time, were Apple to come back at us? Although I mean, we've got an iron. Well, you read the email. You read the email. You read the email. It's Tim unlikely. was Tim was very apologetic. Yeah. We're heading over there soon for a tour of their headquarters. Very excited. Uh, but that's the update. We beat Apple. We beat a Titan. We beat a giant. Uh, and are you shocked? No. Are you shocked? And in so doing, we are now giants. But is anyone shocked? No. I don't is this so. shocking news? No, it's not. It's not. So we're just going to carry on. Yep. Now, other news before we get into the, uh, the week of sport. It was brought to our attention last week as I had returned from Tasmania. We were we got into quite a heated sort of conversation about how it was disappointing to see how little recognition the great Ricky Ponting gets in Tasmania. Well, you and I have been there, Tom. We have. We've been there recently. Yes. And so we were just going off our experience yeah. of the state. Yeah. And knowing that Ricky was from Tasmania, because I mean that's spoken about. Yes. You we you and I were of the opinion, you specifically, because I mean you I'd were just come back. You'd just come back. Uh, not enough Ricky memorabilia no, down there. Not enough Ricky rhetoric in Tasmania, no, which no. was pissing me off. Like I know where the Don d- spent his final years. I know where. Why, he do took I, his... why do I know? Why do I need to know where he took his last breaths? Yeah, I like, know where the Don took his first step. I know where he learnt the great game of cricket. I know where he developed his hand-eye coordination. I know all these things about a great cricketer in our nation. I know where he died in his sleep. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Kurt Amundra to barrel to bloody Adelaide. Like, I know all those things, okay? Punters, dribblers. And I know that Ricky was a part of the fabric of Tasmania, but they don't show it, no. which is surprising. No. Okay? Now, you know... Now, uh, that so leads us to... That leads point. us to this next point. Uh, we had a lot of bemused uh, punters, dribblers reach out and remind us that the great David Boone was also a Tasmanian, to which we were like, oh, shit, you're right. Absolutely right. Now, again, this it's not what we're trying to say though is not our fault that we had forgotten about Booney. It's Tasmania's fault. Because it is beholden upon the state with which a great it hails from to put them up in lights and remind people that you've got throbbers you know, that uh, that were, were reared on your soil. And Tasmania just doesn't seem to give a shit. Not selling their great exports, Tom. No. Not selling their great exports. And it shouldn't be any wonder that their economy is in disarray. If they can't sell their greatest exports, where are they? There was not one tribute to Booney. I think maybe there might have been one punter-related thing, and I can't even really remember, but there were zero Boonies. Why wasn't everyone rocking a Booney moustache? Why isn't it on their fuck? Why isn't it on that their like be... their coat of arms? Booney's mowing, Booney's mowing, and punter's forearms. That should be enforced, like enforced facial hair. Yeah, Booney and punter riding Tasmanian tigers. Mm. Mm. All I'm saying Madness. is, punters, dribblers, Madness. don't direct your anger at us. Direct it at Tasmania, who is letting down the Australian public and really the world by not doing a good enough job at honouring their heroes and our heroes and letting us know where they're from. Celebrate your greats. It's not hard. It's not tough. Now, especially if you only got two there, of them. Is there a David Boone stand at at, at bloody Bell Reef? Not would, that I know of. I don't know. And if there is, the the commentators don't ever mention it. They're not doing enough to promote is it. Is there a Ricky Ponting stand? I fucking hope so. Eddie, but I don't know if there is because they never talk about it. If you've got two greats, only two people have come from your state. Surely uh, is there? Are there the is there the chapel stand at, at, in the Adelaide Oval? Yes, there yes, is. Do I, have, why do I know that? Because it's celebrated. Hey, you know what? It's talked about. You know there is a Bradman Oval and museum in Barrow. Bradman, the only fucking famous person to uh, come from that part of the world. There's also a Bradman stand at the SCG. There's a Bradman stand there, but it literally Barrow. They have an entire oval dedicated to the great man. They've got um, a similar thing in in Adelaide, I believe, or in uh, Cootamundra, Eddie. They'd have them everywhere. Bradman Plaques coming out your ass. All we're asking for is that Tasmania chip in and do a little bit more for their greats because otherwise you're left with a situation like this where we inadvertently disrespect a great in David Byrne, who we didn't mean to upset. He's a friend of the show. We've had to call him and, you know, iron this thing out. Obviously not apologise. We don't apologise for anything. 
We, but we, we may have done a load of whites for Bernie. We did a load of whites for Bernie, and I certainly combed his moustache for him. But, I mean, other than that... I tell you how, it's easily fixed if they just name the airports after them. There you go. You know what I mean? Terminal 1, like arrivals is... Punter Bernie, or Bernie. Yeah, Bernie and arrivals and punter departures. Yeah. Piece of piss. Or you call it the, the Ricky Ponting uh, International Airport. Yeah. And then... David D- Byrne the, Domestic. The David Byrne Domestic Lounge. Look... Options. That took us five seconds. Five seconds. So if you sat down in a room for a couple of hours, you'd come up with something better than that. Maybe. Probably not. So, as we said, this could be the greatest week or the worst week uh, for New South Wales. A lot of questions that need to be answered or that will be answered. Uh... And it's it, there's a, there's a, some narrative to really to wade through to sift through to flip through to flick through you know what I mean? Look, a week in sport is a long time. I can't remember where we were at this time last week. Were we doing? Was the team we did announcements? The teams. Yep, we did the teams. We waited, we waited, and we waited, and then and then we did the teams. And we did the so teams. So since then, Tarek out, Tarek out, Clemmer in. So we were sort of shocked that Clemmer had been left out, but we were also like, believe Freddie, trust in Freddie, believe in Freddie, trust in Freddie. I heard something the other day, punters, dribblers, that apparently they Clemmer doesn't offload the ball enough. Doesn't throw the footy around. They wanted someone a bit more dynamic, going to throw the footy, going to use the footy, going to get the footy out to the big, thick boys. Right. That's what I heard. And apparently that was... Um, and when Danny Badiris was talk, sort of talking about like the, the balance of the team, that's what he meant. That's what he that's was what talking I've about. Be, that's what I've been led to believe. Well, hey, look, if you can explain to me your decision, then I'm sweet. Yeah. Carry so on. That's fine. Uh, I feel a little bit sorry for Tarek and... Whoever was advising him, advising him needs to be shot. Yeah, I know. In my opinion, now if you if you plead guilty and get it downgraded, which they did get it downgraded, but he didn't plead guilty, no. he'd be paying. Yeah. So if you if he pled guilty to the charge, then he would just try to get it downgraded, and then if he got it downgraded, he would have got off. But instead, he pled not guilty, then got it downgraded, which meant he had lost a week. So shoot your lawyer. Shoot your lawyer, because he his idea was, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, you did. Well, you look, I mean, whatever. Well, that's not the point. You just want to play Origin here. Yeah, yeah. So, it, surely that was the only thing. Yeah. Don't, like, don't take the moral high but ground. Either, but either plead guilty and don't get a week or plead guilty and risk getting a week. I mean, it's just madness. Yeah. Poor old Tarek. That's rugby league logic for you. Yeah, it um, is. Uh, what can you clearly do? Clearly, his lawyer suffering from a couple of knocks. Could be. Well, he could be a, a former player gone thinking into maybe, the legal I game. Think, I'm thinking maybe that's it. I mean, Dior punters, dribblers, but that's my immediate sense. Yes. Now, CTE and sons. That leads us to Cleary making way for... Mitch. uh, The return of, I will not say prodigal son. No, but it's the return of a man. But it's the return of Mitch. It's the return of Mitch, and will he answer the... He will answer the question. He will. The question will be answered, Oh, the question will be answered. Is he cut from the origin cloth? He certainly hasn't been in in years gone by, but you can develop... Much well, like a silkworm develops the ability to spin silk, he might now be developing the ability to spin origin cloth. Well, we'll see. There's a, a fucking couple- oath we'll see. No, but there's a couple of points to that, right? There's a couple of points. We can still get the W and he doesn't spin any silk. Yeah, sure. But Do you he, know what I mean? Th- th- and that will answer the question. Yes. Maybe not. Maybe not. He's not. He's not a worm capable of spinning origin cloth. Yeah, yeah. Like but he it, can go out there and make his tackles and kick all right. Well, like he can put in a clear fuck one. all. No, that's not and origin. Get w. That's not origin cloth. No, no, it's not. He'll You're get absolutely a ring, right. But if he comes in, uh, I just wanted to preface that no, of course. by saying a win co- does not maketh a cloth uh, yes. spinner. No, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, we've always said that. we've always said that. But if he's to lay on a couple of tries, Eddie, if he's to get his if he's to get his maiden origin repeat set, or maybe a, a a mom man of the match. If he got a mom, or if he got a mom, then that's cloth. Oh, mate! If he rocks up game three under the pump pressure cooker, pulls a mom, uh, five wins, eighteen losses, and gets a mom. Wow! Wow! That'd be that'd be impressive. That's that's worm to butterfly stuff. That is that's that's real uh, transform transformative rugby league. So I'm excited for him. I it is though it is though testament to how fucking delicious the rugby league soap opera is. I oh mean, yeah, it just delivers time after time after time yeah, after time after completely. time. I mean, who in God's name, right? My brother was saying this to me the other day. He goes, for game one, right? When they pick Cleary and they pick Walker. He goes, imagine if someone had turned around and said, Mitch Pierce and James Maloney will be your halves game three decider at ANZ. You'd go, fuck off, mate. No way. You've lost your mind, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah. You've lost your mind, but here we are, and everyone's happy with it. Everyone's down with the cause. Everyone's, everyone's going, happy. Oh, everyone sweet. goes, "Yep, sweet. That makes sense. Good to go." Okay. That's it. Imagine, yeah, imagine after the after the Origin series last year, going, "Yeah, Mitchell Pierce will be back next year." Everyone will be going, "I swear to God, if Mitchell Pierce is back, we will torch this joint. We will burn it to the ground." Mate, even even two months ago, yeah, mental. And now, look, Mitch has got the uh, the opportunity of a lifetime. Or I, maybe when they lost those four games in a row at the start of the season, was it? Four yeah, yeah, where the night started absolutely yeah, yeah, shocking, yeah. and uh, and Ponga was playing in the halves. Um, but look again, the rugby league soap opera delivers. Um, Kenzie, Paul Kent, I, th- I don't know if we put this in the podcast the other week or we might have had to cut it out from our uh, special Tasmania edition, but Paul Kent has been going after <laughs> Freddie Fittler so hard, just calling him Lucky Freddie and just kind of spinning every possible yarn about how Freddie hasn't like, it seems like he's kind of just saying Freddie hasn't earned any of this. He's lucky that all the Queensland, that all the Queensland grades left. He's lucky uh, that he got given the job just after they left. Like I'm assuming, but but there's obviously going to be a point where these people retire. What do you mean? Like what? Are you assuming that it's lucky that they retired? They have to retire at some point. Ken. You could say Queensland are lucky but that they had mean? four players come Mate, along. Freddie's a winner. But Freddie, that- look at Freddie's career. Look at his career. Right? He's done everything. He's done everything. He's yeah. one of the greatest captains, one of the greatest players of all time, full yeah. stop. Yeah. Run below immortal, won it all, won everything. Freak. Absolute freak. Out and out freak. Comes into Origin and wins a series. After we've been, we'd decade of dominance, 1-1, one, one, fluke, then fucking three more wins, and then Freddie comes and we win. Yeah. Okay? And the team's not that bad. Because look at game one, we lost. He also picked 11 debutants. No, That's not like, luck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And game one, game one, we fucking got pumped. And he goes, okay, what do I do now? Do I roll the dice and stick stick with the same boys, stick loyal, or do I or do I have to reshape re-jig this whole? This bitch. Do I have to rejig this motherfucker? And he's loyal. He wanted to be loyal to the game two boys through and through, right? So yeah. it's not like his loyalty's in question. He takes the nuts to rejig the fucking thing. And I remember I reading something. Feel good was like, mate, if you stay with the same boys, then the fuck ups on them, right? Because they lost two games, not mm, you. Yeah, but. You know, if you if you change the team and they lose again, that's on you. And yeah. goes, that's my job, baby. Yeah. I'm going to rock up and I'm going to pick the boys that I think's going to win. Win or lose, I'm, I'd shoulder the blame. That's and, it. And game two was unquestionably a great It should have been 38 nil. Should have been 38 nil, right? So where does Kenny get off? Is he? I thought he was a New South Welsh. Well, that's the thing. It's weird, right? Like, I get that it, look, it would not be easy to try and come up with, you know, shit to ride every single day. But certainly this lucky Freddie angle, you could spin so many different things to be lucky. That I'm sort of like, I don't know why Freddie is the thing that's lucky here because New South Wales are lucky that the two Trebojeviches happen to be just uh, two of the most gorgeous, blonde, elite, Eastern European, Australian throbbers. Are we supposed to be lucky that his parents had fucking more than one kid? Yeah, exactly. Is that where you're going with this? Queensland, were Queensland lucky that they had four or five generational players all come in at once? And if so, then doesn't that negate Freddie's luck? Because Freddie's like, well, no, the balance has just been leveled because they had a lucky run of great players. Like, it just doesn't help the conversation. It doesn't, as from all the things about Origin, I like getting around you, your Pierce narratives, uh, your Trebojevic's, um, Daly Cherry Evans being captain, Corey Norman being brought into the Queensland side, M by almost dying before a game, allegedly. Those are things that are, that are Origin's great. Saying Freddie's lucky is kind of like, well, yeah. Like I almost I want you to Coach say- Whisper is good. You know, Freddie being lucky is like, that's not an Origin narrative that really is interesting to me. I almost want us to pump Queensland just so we can rub it in Kenty's face. Well, you know people I mean? will, I'm sure. Like it's almost, or certainly not more than beating Queensland, but like, would be so satisfying. I like Kenty, but... Yeah, so do I, but I'm just like, mate, shut up. It's a weird angle. It's a weird angle that he's gone for. It's pissing people off though, so maybe that's maybe that's what he's trying to do, but it's a weird angle from Kenty. Now, Eddie, I don't want to count chickens, right? Because I'm, ki- I'm not a chicken counter by trade. You know, I get around it from time to time. No, you've been known to count. I've been known to count chickens, uh, but... One thing, if Turbo scores two tries, he'll become the first person, first uh, Origin player in uh, over f- 10 years to score five tries in a series. Now, is that randomly something I might think about putting checkies on punters, dribblers? I'm not getting checkies out yet, but just keep your checkies handy. Keep them in your front pocket. Keep them in front pocket. Now, this was actually what I wanted get to get Get them out of the to. glove box, punters. Get the checkies out of the glove box. Get your dolomites, checkies out. We'll be getting to them soon. 
But Freddie, such is the man that the luck of Freddie, lucky Freddie, um, brought in one of the Australian greats, one of the demigods of Australian sport in a camp to try and boy the boys. Thorpey. Love that. Now, did you see the video? Yes, I did. And I've got I've got some issue with it. Why? I think I might know, but Karen, explain the video. So the video is obviously a video that's close to Tom and I's heart. Very close. Now, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, it's the four by 100 metres at the Sydney Olympic Games. Thorpe jumps into the water slightly behind Gary Hall Jr., who was the world record holder at the time, I think Dior, right? Dior that. Thorpe, he'd just won, he'd won the gold in the 400 metres earlier that night. Okay, so he's busted. Yeah. Eight intense laps for gold in your home pool at your home games. That's what Thorpe did. Then he jumps in the pool under the pump behind Gary Hall Jr. And he's not a 100-meter specialist, right? Gary Hall Jr. was. Thorpe, he's a body length behind at the turn. With 50 to go, he's a body length behind. And he draws on something. Uh, I think he's drawing on the nation itself. Yeah, absolutely. He's drawing on the power of the nation. It's something cultural. It's something uniquely Australian. It's ticker. Uh, Dennis Cometti with one of the great calls of all time. Without In my opinion, the greatest call of all time. It could be. Uh, calling home Thorpedo uh, over the final 50. It's f- it's phenomenal stuff. Thorpe comes over the top of Hall with like two strokes to go, hits the ball first, world record, pandemonium, Australia win, first time that the Yanks hadn't won the 4x100 in Olympic history. So there's narrative there, punters, dribblers. One of the great videos. If if you have if you're coming home after a big night, put it on. You'll be in tears. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that is best enjoyed after a bender. Yeah. Uh, best enjoyed on a bender. On a bender, exactly. Uh, with or without friends, preferably with like a buddy, yeah. just so you can both get around it together. Yeah. yeah. But also just as Mate, good by yourself. Just as if good you solo. Feel like peaking just before bed. Just as good solo if you want to peak pre bed. So they've got that on. Thorpey's come in to talk to the boys about dealing with pressure and I think rising to the occasion. That mm. would be my guess. Yes. The great Ian Thorpe. How to be great. Yeah, how to be great by Ian Thorpe, the, our best Olympic product. Yeah. Well, Kath says, no, no, but like hold he's, my running shoes. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's won the most gold. For oh, his yes, nation yes, yes, yes. Sorry. That's what I mean by mm. that. I, I apologise to you profusely and well, to the and the dribbler. I apologise to Ian. Well, Ian as well. I'll talk to him after this. Anyway, so they've got the whole New South Wales camp there and they've got the 4x100 on and they're watching it with Thorpe. Now, my initial thoughts were the boys should be up and about. Yes, yes. And that fucked me off. They weren't getting up and about. They were, should have been, yes, yeah. screaming, yelling, yelling, yahooing, like get up and about because yeah. you've got a great next year and he probably wants to be buoyed by you as well. He needs to be buoyed by the boys in that situation. Yeah. I was watching it going, at what point are they going to start Switch really on. getting into yeah, it, yeah. Like cheering him home? Because you know the result, punters, dribbles, but that's not the point. Whip. That boy home. If you know the narrative, you can't help but be whipped into a passionate national frenzy. Yes. Correct. Or a frenzy of national pride Correct. as you whip Thorpey home That's over right. Hall and Thorpe. Thorpe, Thorpe and, and Hall. Hall in front. No, Thorpe and Hall. Look. Anyway, I'm not going to do it. Dennis did it. it. Look it up. I'm not. Look, I stopped myself because I'm not going to disrespect Dennis because no. that would be fucking sacrilegious. Yes. But what else was sacrilegious was our boys. And I'm not gonna put, I'm not gonna heap too much pressure on him. No, but it was just a little bit. It was disappointing. It was disappointing. It was disappointing. It was very disappointing. Thorpe deserved better. He did. I deserved better. I would have loved to have seen our boys whip him hard. Yeah. Now maybe it was a nerves thing in terms of they were being in the, the in the presence of greatness, but because we've never watched it with Thorpe. That's true. Admittedly. You don't know what it's like to watch that with Thorpe. I've never watched it with Thorpe. No. I mean, that is it too be- over the top whipping him home when he's just there? I don't know. I can't imagine not doing it, though. That's the thing. I can't imagine not whipping Thorpey We've home. watched it a lot. Yes. And we've whipped every time. Yeah. some Because you kind of feel like he might lose if I don't whip him home. Well... Knowing the result. Imagine imagine if you didn't whip him home and, and the lost, result changed. The result changed. That'd be on you, bro. And you don't want... Uh, I don't wish that on anyone. No. You don't, so, want, to, you don't want to take that to your grave. No. Now, um, not too much else except that I'd, we, I did share a couple of things on our Instagram. Uh, Is this about Jake? Yeah. Cool. Jake Trebojevic. Now, obviously, punters, dribblers, we're pro-manly. Yes. But this isn't a pro-manly story. This no. is a this is a pro-New South being. Wales. Well, human being, but certainly a New South Wales. No, but you're right. More human being, Eddie. Certainly more of a pro-human being yarn. Now, uh, just going to get some of the... I took some screenshots so that I could remember just a couple of the more, uh, you know, 
emotional excerpts or did I there we go let me get them up so uh, just within this article I think it was Chris Nicolucci who wrote it but I don't know Dior that but he, he was writing about Jake just loving Manly yeah New South Wales coach Brad Fittler only had one thing to say about Jake this week, but it had, but it said so much. I've never been in Jake's company and thought he wanted to be somewhere else. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Engaged. He's just he's happy to be there. Engaged. He's happy to be there. Uh, Seagulls teammates tell sto- the story about how Jake whispers sorry to rivals after he tackles them too hard. Now that's actually some of the baddest shit I've ever heard. Like that's awesome. No one snaps people in half like Jake Javoyevich. Is he kind of like Bobby Boucher from The Waterboy, but obviously like not sort of ha- not sort of you know Bobby was a little bit slow. Jake's not slow, but in terms of just being a sweet, sweet man who you, just eats people alive, a little bit like that, yeah, a little bit Waterboy for sure. Because I tell one, I can't remember who it was, but one of our one of the dribblers on Instagram thought it was a beta move from Jake to apologise to people, and I was like, no, that is the most no, alpha no, thing I you can it, do, yeah. It's, I think you missed the point there. It is impossibly alpha to absolutely iron someone out, then whisper in their ear, sorry for like snapping you in half, <laughs> then quickly getting up to go and do it again to one of their teammates yeah, and then yeah. have to apologize to them. Just just how many apologies did you hand out today, Jay? Dude, like a 56 and I didn't miss a tackle. Yeah. You know, apparently when he misses tackles, he is absolutely ropeable. Wait, ask me how many tackles the Trebojevic brothers missed in game two. Just ask me. Just quickly ask me, Eddie. Okay. Just how many did they miss? None. <laughs> no tackles. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's and he that. played seventy six minutes in the front row. Trebojevic is so nice that when he got sinbin for the first and only time in his NRL career at Brookvale Oval last year, he felt so bad he made a beeline for the referee after full time to apologise. He apologised to everyone. Sweet kid, just, someone you want your son to be. You know, Jake's you'd the son love, you want. You'd love your son to be Jake. They still live at home, the Travoyevich brothers. Apparently, their parents manage all their money. They get home cooked meals every night with Ma and Pa and the rest of the family. Uh, he's an absolute sweetheart. When when the animals, Anthony Watmer, who's a legend, but you know has a bit of animal animal in him. I think he used to pick them up from the pub and drive them home. Like he was designated driver. Jake, Jake was could play that role. When he was first at the club, when he was a young That's buck. That's great. He'd go out with the boys, not chaperone them, but just be there, making sure everyone's okay. Yeah. And prepared Dro- to take people home if need be. That's that's a real leader. That's a leader. That's a man. real leader. He's only 25. He's only 25. So, conservatively, we've got another 15 years of him. Oh, mate. Because well, with, with modern with, technology. With modern science, modern technology, Cameron Smith's playing his 400th this weekend. Yeah. So, we've got, what, at least another 35 years of Jake. And I will say this before, as we sign off punters, dribblers, I will say this. When you've got Sherry Evans and you've got the Trubovich brothers who get better year on year, if you're telling me we're not going to win a ring in the next couple of years. Well, rings are imminent, Eddie. Just know that. Rings are imminent. So punters, dribblers, um, check his out. Check his out. We've done some research, Tom and I. Uh, we've put the analysts onto the job. Uh, they've built quant models for us. Um <laughs> poured over historical data and sort of conferred with us over what we think is realistic because it's not all numbers and stats, punters, dribblers. Sometimes you've got to put the emotion in there. Feel and vibe. And you've got to put your feel and your vibe in there. And that's what Tom and I are very good at, is, yep. is, is putting feel and vibe into things. Yep. So now that we've got some numbers to back us up, I think that's probably what was missing in fucking game one and game two. Too much emotion, not enough sort of quant modelling in there. If we'd had quant modelling, we would have gone overs. That's right. And we would all be rich. We'd all be rich as fuck. We'd be doing this from the Bahamas. That's right. So without further ado, punters, dribblers, if you'd like to get your checkies out. Yep, it'd be a nice time to get them checkies out. Look, Tom and I, we've looked at the team's the data has been very specific, and also I just look at that New South Wales team, and I look at that Queensland team, and I'm like, bruh, you're putting Cameron Munster at fullback, and you're putting fucking Norman, Norman at six, and I'm just like, you're a shit show from top to bottom. Like, Mike, poor old bloody Morgan doesn't add a tackle. Like, it's just, I mean, Queensland sixes and sevens, they're, they're all at all sixes at sea. and sevens. <laughs> they're all at sea, punters, dribblers. So it's thirteen parts. The it's it's got to be blues. It's got to be thirteen blues. Th- it's got to be. 
Now, we're not going to make the same mistake. We're going overs. Absolutely. Over 34 and a half. And I think you'll find that you might get a dollar ninety-five for that. So, yeah. overs, thanks for coming. Um, we like Tommy Turbo to get two tries. Two or more. Now, I think we said this earlier in the podcast, but if he is to score two or more, becomes the first player since, I believe, maybe Matt King in 2005, to score five origin tries in a series. That's of either side. And he's he goes begging for the football. And when Tedesco's carving him up and he's dishing it, I just think that he's going to pop up and he's yeah. going to be absolutely gagging well, he, for to- he did say, Tommy, he said that I pl- I'm a fullback. I've got a fullback's mentality. So even though I'm in the centres, I'm hunting for the ball. I'm supporting the ball. I'm doing what needs to it's be exactly done. That's exactly right. Now... This last one may be a little contentious, but this is where the narrative feeds into it. We've got to give you value, punters and we want We want to provide value, but also we love narrative, Tom and I. We love narrative, and we love redemption stories because yep. they exist. They do. Redemption stories exist. So for that reason, it may be contentious, but it's sort of an olive branch of sorts. Tom and I are extending an olive branch. Mitch Pierce, anytime try scorer. Yep. Okay. We're offering him the opportunity to A, make us rich, and B, redeem himself and after... Weave Origin Silk. Yeah. B, a weaver of Origin Silk. Like, it's all there for you, bro. You can get the series. You can get the mom. You can make us rich. Mm. Like, it's all there ready for you to take it. Now, you just got to take it, bro. Yeah. So, get out there. Make us rich. I think you'll find that it'll be 67 to 1, punters, dribblers. Real Put value. a 50 on it. Put a 50 on it. Okay, and we'll see you in the Bahamas, baby. That's money for jam. If you want to go big, put a thousand on it. Okay, that's yeah. seventy grand. That's seventy thousand. Deposit on a house. This is life changing stuff, punters. We're not fucking around anymore. No, we're not. This is quant modeling with our narrative <laughs> yarn spinning, and that's fucking money for jam. If you want to put tens on it, ten grand, whatever, whatever. But the important fuck. thing is we're outlay- we're outlaying irresponsible amounts of money onto it. Because this is a sure thing. Checkies out is not gamble responsible. Check Checkies out is put everything on it. This is change your fucking life. Yeah. Stuff. This is drag yourself out of the gutter stuff. We were a sniff away from game two going to the Bahamas, yeah. baby. From living on a bed of gold. A bed of gold on a on a bloody Gatorade coloured blue, you know, coral reef. Sure. All those things. Everything With- beautiful you can imagine, that's what we would have had. Yeah. We were a sniff away. Had we had the quant modelling, we'd be there. We've got it now, and we've got you the bet of the century. Yes. Seven to one. Going to be rich. Uh, see you in the Bahamas. All right, punters, dribblers. The show this week, as always, is brought to you by our good friends, the Throbbers themselves at Bareback Biltong. The Biltong itself, made from grass-fed Australian beef. Their original and smoked chili flavours are sure to get your taste buds punning and dribbling. <laughs> Absolutely certain of it. Now, their very first creation is the original collection. Provides just the right amount to keep you wanting more. Now, I can speak from personal experience. Eddie and I will often get sent packets on packets on packets on packets on packets on packets on packets of the great stuff. And within, what, 15, 20 minutes, Eddie, have we... Gone day one. Gone day one. If not day one, first hour. Honestly. First hour. Like, if I haven't had two or three packets in the first hour, then... I'm lying. Yeah. Because I have. Because you absolutely have. Yeah. And I'm not joking either, Punishables. This isn't me just trying to sell you delicious bareback biltong. My mouth salivates every time I do this fucking read. My, I get that, that, you know, I've got to swallow extra hard. And we know what that's like, punters, dribblers. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. The perfect salt blend coupled with Bearback's secret ingredients allows it to be a huge favorite with all of the punters and the dribblers. Now, punters, dribblers, I need to bring something to your attention. I really do. Because it is cold smoked. For six hours, okay? Six hours. That is a long time to be cold smoking something, baby. Only the best. Believe that. And they do that using the unique bareback method, okay? It's unique and it's the bareback method, so you know it's the best method of all. Now, their smoked chili is the perfect blend of their spiced and smoked collection. That's right. Spiced and smoked. And the simple oaky flavor heightened by the addition of their secret spices... Okay, provides a truly rare and delicious flavor. Now, that is a symphony of flavor leading to a symphony of success. Could you say it's almost like Mozart is playing? Yes. One of his... Yeah, so Mozart's classics, that's that in music, is the equivalent of that is bareback in Biltong. Playing in your mouth. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that Mozart? I think so. That's bareback. www.barebackbiltong.com.au Delivered across Australia. All right, Eddie. So, obviously, we... We're at Destiny's doorstep. We're at Destiny's doorstep. Now, obviously, losing to South Africa was not great, but sometimes a little bit of hardship uh, can can instill the boys with a steely resolve. It can. I'll be honest, from the top, piss me off. Piss me off as well. Piss me off. We had it. You and I had it all mapped out. Mm. We had it completely and utterly mapped out. We finished top. It was New Zealand in the semis. We would have wiped the floor with those pricks. It would have been, see you later. You're bloody useless. And we would have walked into the final at Lords, and the pressure would have been on whoever we were facing. You yes. know what I mean? Like, we weren't supposed to be there. Like, go back historically and look. I mean, no one gave us a bloody hope in hell, right, of winning the whole thing. Then you're in the final, and the Australians, they love the big moment. Yes. Evidenced by the fact that we've won five, exactly. and we handled the heat last time and won on at our own backyard. Yeah, in our backyard. So, it pissed me off. That yep. annoyed me. No, but, that was upsetting. But. It is what it is. You've got to move on. It is what it is. And now we've got England at Edge Baston, Thursday night, 10.30, D all the time. Jesus Christ. Yes. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus a cu- Christ. A couple of things here. Had uh, a shitload of boys go down with injury uh, in one week. So we've got Stoinis with two side strains. Glenn Maxwell uh, could be a bit of a Nathan Cleary situation, the injury that will help the side, but he hurt his arm. He might not play. Usman's out with a fucking hamstring. Sean Marsh has broken his arm and he's out of the tournament. Now, look, it's not like we lost Warner or Cummins or Stark or, you know, but still not smudge. great. Smudge, yes, yeah, smudge hasn't done a lot, but yes. Yeah, but it... You want Smudge there. I think this is time. Well, yeah, it's Like, it's now time. It's now time for Smudge to rise, Uh, much like a a good loaf of bread. But it's a little unnerving, but I tell you what I think maybe the injuries, uh, specifically the the Marsh and the Maxwell ones do, is maybe put a little bit of a scare through the uh, opposition camps because you know that it it was Cummins and Stark, I think, that send down Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah, they were sending out bolts of thunder. So, like, if they're gonna if they're gonna try and take out their own teammates, you can only imagine what they're gonna do to those pommy pricks on Thursday night. Our boys. So, third weather update. Weather update. Yeah, Looking explain like, the weather situation. I will. I, I think it's very important, punters, dribblers. So. Thursday, looking wet and edge bastard. I'm going off a photo I saw on the great cricketer. Yes, that was put up by the great DK Lilly. Yes. Now, he was saying that we might just be automatically. Into the final, and I'll explain why. If it's rained out on Thursday, there's a reserve day. Reserve day is on Friday. If that's rained out, the high, the higher of the two teams on the point score from the pools goes through to the final, which would be us. So, if it's rained out Thursday, rained out Friday, we will literally walk into the finals, which would be the funniest fucking thing of all time. It would be. Because England would literally be... They will have lost because of their own weather. Oh, dude, and you know, no one else's weather. Tom. Some, some Their own weather. <laughs> some people might be like, "That's not the way you want to win. That's not the way you get in a final." Yeah, I get that. I get that. But I, but I, it's a semi, and we've already beaten them, so we have the upper hand. Yeah, Do if, you know what I mean. Yeah. If we, if we had, had lost beaten, to them, if we'd be, if we, if we'd lost to them, but were higher on the table, that would be shit. Yes, but we've already beaten you. So, and they've lost, like they've lost in like three times. They lost to Pakistan, a... and they lost to fucking Sri Lanka. Yeah, like we lost because we were already through. Like it was a bit. Of a care, eh? They were losing games they had to win. Yes. You know what I mean? So I would actually love it to be rained out and we go through to the final. Call me, uh, you know, call me what you want. I think that'd be hilarious. Look, I'd love to beat them and I'd love to go through on a technicality because it would be be so funny because they would be fucking furious. Could you imagine? They would be shaking with rage. They'd be purple, these Stupid, stupid palms. It'd be fucking hilarious. And I just think that it would be one of these funny narratives where we'd obviously go on to win and we'd just be going, we've got six, you've got none, you can't even beat your own weather, like, shove it. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, but you only went through because of the rain. We're we like, already no, beat no, you. No, 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 we already beat you and we beat you in the pool. So, like, we've already won. Bro. Yeah, we already, sorry. We would have beaten you twice because we yeah. already beaten you. Yeah. And you've never won a World Cup, and we've never won six. It'd just be another World Cup miss because you know their women lost in the soccer World Cup. The the, the women, the English uh, girls, in the semi, in the semi, got a penalty a spot kick to fuck to level the score in the ninetieth minute and just kicked it straight to the goalkeeper. Yeah, of course. Thus continuing England's and love our, affair women, with our women, our women will whisk her away from another Rashes victory. 
Well, yeah, they're about to do it as well. Obviously, so they're dominating. it'd just be fantastic. Honestly, I'd prefer for it to be rained out and that's how we make the finals. Call it, me crazy. I would be so funny. That. It'd be so funny. It'd be hilarious. But also, I will say this to the to the weather gods. Either rain them both out. Or, or don't or, rain at or all. Or don't rain at all. Because yeah. I don't want one of those stupid... Duckworth Lewis. I don't want a, I don't want a DK Lewis thing going no. on, baby. No, that'd be a nightmare. Uh, but can't wait for it. Uh, I just think that... I just think that England hate pressure, particularly in their own backyard. Yeah. And I just, I just think that they may be prone to to missing a couple of Starkies in swinging Yorkers. Yeah, missing a couple onto the onto the shoelaces. Mm. And I just think that Langer and Punter will just be instilling in the boys. You got to go out and get this yarn. Yeah, like go out and get chase this it. yarn. Go out and get chase this it. yarn. Go chase this yarn. We talked about it last week. Yeah, I can just see him getting the boys right. Or getting a couple of boys right. Stark and Cummins, get them right, and then just get Warner and Smudge right. And that's all you need. Mm. That's all you need. Four blokes. Finch. Finch, can, Finch has already 100%. scored a shitload. Finch. Five blokes. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Much appreciated. But I am nervous. Yes. It's just so big. It's big. It's so big. It's real big. It's enormous. Uh, so, all and the also, best to the boys. Just on one final cricket note, good to see, I think, Really nice to see the great Steve Waugh brought into the mix to try and try and win back the urn on foreign soil. Important that Steve came we'll back retain in. Retain the urn. I uh, haven't won haven't won on foreign soil since two thousand and one, maybe. I think it's a, it's it's a while, Eddie. It is it's a while. I'm I I'm starting to see Justin Langer as like Bruce Willis in Armageddon when he's gotta go and get like all his old dogs back together <laughs> yeah, to try yeah, and yeah, yeah. go yeah. and fucking yeah. you know, do the impossible. Save the, world. Save the world. Yeah. Save the ashes. That's right. Like that though. Yeah. Because couple of big thick boys to call on. Oh, he's got he's got the boys to call on, hundred percent. You know, he's got some uh some old championship dogs to bloody bring yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. and help out just around the, the 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 sort of the dressing sheds. Just in you know, I'm sure when they go and have breakfast together, you see it, it's got to be encouraging to see a room full of four, like hairy armed former greats. <laughs> if I came down for brekkie and all I could see was hairy armed former greats, I would just be put completely at ease. Uh, so punish dribblers yesterday. Eddie and I and uh, two of our dear friends, Hamish and Josh, we uh, made us uh, made our way down to the pub to watch UFC 239. If you were watching it yesterday, you would have seen some absolute doozies. Yeah. Some knockouts galore. Yeah. First one that really got the, uh, the blood flowing to the loins, Eddie, was Luke Rockhold versus... He's a Polish dude and his name has escaped me, unfortunately. But Luke Rockhold... Uh, absolute hunk of a man, certainly in the Hello Sport Hot Boys, uh, model for Ralph Lauren. Oh, he's hunky and he's chunky. Yeah. Uh, he's moved up to 205, but he's a bit of an arrogant cunt. Now, he's moved up to 205. All everyone is ex- expecting is him to sort of like KO this dude and then just try and take on John Jones. He got absolutely flatlined by this Polish monster, cracked him in the jaw, broke his jaw. Did he? Broke his jaw. Did he? Yeah. Mate, it was it was nasty business it yesterday. Was a mean two knockout. three nine. Two three nine was nasty. It was knockout central. It was not for the faint hearted. So, Luke Bracey would have had yeah. an aneurysm. Bracey would it. have shit his pants. Like, it's yeah. so violent though. Yeah. It's not a sport. He would have needed to have worn a nappy yeah. to enjoy yesterday's viewing. Such was the brutality of the knockout. Of the knockout. So we had that one. That was great. We then moved on to Masvidal versus Askren. Now, this was probably the most anticipated because of the bad blood. A uh, lot of shit talking going on. Askren undefeated. He's only in his second fight in the UFC. Pretty much just a straight-up wrestler. Went to the Olympics for wrestling. But good at sort of... Uh, He's good at trash talking in the sense that not like Connor good, but just sort of getting reactions out of his opponents and being sort of a cringy, weird gimp, but like whatever. But Masvidal, they call him the street Jesus or the Cuban Jesus. Cuban Jesus, yeah. Uh, He's just a, he's a different animal. He's one of the scariest men alive. He KO'd Till Stiff, Darren Till in his previous fight. And he's just, he's just, he, after the, after he KO'd Darren Till, went backstage, was getting interviewed. Some guy talked shit to me, went over and cracked him. Like, this guy is, he's no joke. He's no joke. Like, if you talk shit about him, the whole time he said, he's like, if you talk shit about me, like, 
you know, there are going to be repercussions. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, you're, I don't know where you've been living. It has to be under a rock, not metaphorical, physical rock. The fight starts and he just runs straight at Askren, who shoots to try and take him down, jumps in the air, flying knee to the dome, savage. Askren is... He Askren looked like a fucking like he was in Pompeii. You know when they find him like just frozen in time in some stiff yeah, position. Yeah, you know, encased in volcanic rock. Yeah, he's just frozen there on the ground like he's been turned to stone. And then the unfortunate part about MMA is that they keep punching until the ref's taken him off. And he was stiff on the ground, and he got two of the most savage punches to the face. But that was Masvidal basically going fuck you, um, for all the shit you've been saying, right? Mate, and at the end, he's literally on the ground next to him after he's butchered him with knees and fists, like counting him, like tapping him out. Yeah. And then goes for the most brutal celebration I've ever seen. Yeah. Like goes stiff as a board, pretends like he's been knocked over and falls over. Like impersonating him, it was brutal. It was brutal in the extreme. And then when the then when the referee was like holding his arm up in the air, he's standing there and pretending to knee himself in the face. And then he went backstage. The thing that I thought was interesting in, the, in his press conference was they were going. One, someone asked him, uh, "Do you think the punches after the? Do you think the two punches were necessary?" And he's like, "Why wouldn't they be necessary?" He's like, "I'm in the business of." But like fighting someone until the ref stops me. The ref didn't stop me. No, no, I completely agree with that. And then, and then it's not up to him to no, sort no, of no. walk away. No, you, but you can. Obviously, you can. There are people that do those one yeah, punch yeah. chaos. Yeah, I can't um, style. Yeah, my turn. But then the guy goes, "Well, what about the showboating afterwards? Do you feel bad about doing that?" And he's like, "This was the coolest bit. I think he goes. He's like, why does everyone? Why is it no one got a problem with these people that act like complete assholes before a fight? Talk all this shit. Talk to you about uh, your religion. Talk to you about your family. Talk to you about your masculinity. Your your ra- your race, whatever. And then, as but then I can't showboat and shove it in your face for you being such a fuckwit to me after I after I'm uh, after I completely flatline. Yeah, you like yeah. he's like there's he something goes, to build about for showboating. Yeah, it but he goes it. but he goes but he goes maybe maybe now uh people like Askren and people uh, and people who are sort of act the same way uh might think twice before sort of talking all this shit because mm. they realize they might come into a what do you say they might come across a real motherfucker who's going to make them look stupid in front of the whole world. And he's like, and I think that's actually a good point in terms of like, if you're like, I don't have a problem with how he showboated after that. I thought it was badass. It was so badass. And but only I'll, because of I'll, the bad blood. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'm just saying it was the most ruthless celebration I've seen yeah. ever. Yeah. Because getting knocked out in the style that Ashkin was knocked out, scary. Like you're yeah. sort of going, Jesus, like, is he going to be yeah. able to open his eyes again sort yeah. of thing? Yeah. And then when he's sort of impersonating him afterwards, with, yeah. while he's literally still... Passed out on the ground, yeah, like stiff. he did it. Not just he, passed out, still stiff. He's stiff on the ground next to him, and he's doing it. Yeah. I was like, "You are a bad motherfucker." Now, what happened to us, punished dribblers? And I don't know how many people it happened to. Whether this was global, or if it was just in Australia, or if it was just in uh, Bondi, where but we reach were. Reach out, reach out if it happened to you as well. Literally, as the fight starts, the bell goes, the screens go grey. Everyone's going, "Oh, what the fuck!" And then it comes back on, and Masvidal is on the ground looking in Askren's face, and he's already KO'd him. And you're like, "How the, the, fuck? the five seconds? The five seconds that the screens were off is the five seconds that the, the that fight, the fight went from starting to being called." Yeah, and it's the quickest for if you didn't mention that before. It's the quickest knockout in the history of the UFC. He seconds. was literally asleep. Askren was asleep with inside inside two, of two seconds. seconds. Fight was called after five. Yeah, but asleep inside of two. Madness. Absolute madness. One of the most brutal knockouts you've ever seen. Then the next fight was Amanda Nunes, who is the female bantamweight champion. She was already considered the, be- the best uh, female fighter of all time, but she was up against Holly Holm, who was the last champion, that former champion she hadn't fought. So she's now fought every single female bantamweight champion in from every fight organization around the world. Uh, she's fought every female who's been a champion and has, no- and has finished them all within the first round. Yeah. And basically, she did that to Holly Holm last night, uh, yesterday. Head kicked her, knocked her out. And when they asked her why she like, you know, about the head kick knockout, he goes, she goes, um, well, that's how that's her fighting style. She's a kickboxer, like she's really good at that shit. So that's why I wanted to knock her out in her own style. Oh my god! Yeah, isn't that some badass? Oh shit? my god! Yeah, 
That's and did. Rude. That's wild. So she's stuff. a champ champ. She's a bantamweight and flyweight champ in the women's division. She is without a doubt the GOAT female. Uh, but it was hectic. And then John Jones, that wasn't as uh, exciting a fight, but I think it was still a good fight it was on reflection. It, it was, was well, obviously, it was never going to live up to fucking one punch KOs and quickest yeah, KO. Yeah, but no, no, but there, were, there was like. It was far too tentative for me. Yes, I get you. It was but if you very, went- they st- they stood back for the majority of the fight. If they you- engaged, so the fight was twenty five minutes long. They would have they would have engaged for fucking all of a couple of minutes. I listened to I've listened to a lot of sort of uh, you know post fight analysis and opinion, and from what. I'm hearing other people's explanation being in terms of the people that have a greater understanding of that shit was that it was a technical battle and that Santos, John Jones said Santos is the hardest puncher he's ever fought. So it's like when you've got a guy with that sort of power that can just switch your lights off, you've probably got to be a little bit more tentative and try and pick them apart. Now, no, it wasn't the most fucking thrilling fight you've ever seen, but it's kind of one of those ones that you just have to do what you got to do. Also, John Jones' chin is pretty fuck, pretty good. Like he got he got hit a couple of times yeah. solidly, and it just seemed to be fine. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I understand what you're saying in that respect, but it wasn't like he picked him apart like some you know some elegant you know stand up. No, he just kind of strike. Did, it wasn't. Kinda, it wasn't elegant striking. No, where no, he was no. picking him apart. He and just scoring. It wasn't like that at all. To, he did what it he had was to do. Ver- it was like they engaged, as I said, maybe a couple of minutes out of twenty-five. Yeah. So for twenty-three minutes, I was bored shitless. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, Rob Whitaker, Adesanya confirmed, uh, but no, we don't. For I think the same. It's Grand Final weekend, so there's going to be AFL Grand Final, NRA Grand Final, and Adesanya and Whitaker in Australia. They don't know if it'll be in Melbourne or Sydney yet, but it pray will be. Pray for Sydney, punters, dribblers. Pray for like a Bank West or something. Steeper stadium in the land. That'd be pretty sick. Um, also, if you want to see something hilarious, go to our Instagram, at Hellasport Podcast, for Adesanya's reaction to... Yeah, I saw it. ...to uh, Masvidal's five-second KO of Ben Action. It's, it's hilarious. He's being interviewed backstage, and they've obviously got TVs and shit around, and his reaction is hilarious. Great stuff. Um, but that's UFC, Eddie. That's it, baby. Uh, punters, dribblers, a lot is said about Nick Curios. We've sort of been up and down in our uh, opinion of him. But as uh, I've got to say, as the years roll by and the uh, behavior continues, I'm starting to very much warm to him. Now, he's, he's a beers never type guy, maybe, but I kind of get around his... I don't give a fuck mentality. Yeah. And still being good. Yeah. His press conference after he lost to Nadal, where we put a bit of that on our Instagram as well, uh, where he's basically talking about how he just intentionally hit a ball at him. Like, there's something I like there about this guy. And then he's having a laugh. He's out at the pub before he plays. Mate, he's out on the piss the night before and he still pushes Nadal. Gets they said a it was a, like, I didn't see it, but they said it was a really good game. Like, it, it was. was. It was sick. Pushed him, got a set off him. Two tiebreakers that he he just wasn't there in the big moment, like in the clutch points. Yeah. But like, mate, this is off ten minutes of training a day. Sometimes done out the out on the pub the night before till like one o'clock in the morning. Rolls in a Nadal at Wimbledon centre court. Like the bloke's a beast. And then when he gets into the press conferences and he's getting hammered by media, he just owns it. Like, he, but he fucking schools people. He's like, shut up, you're yeah. dribbling. And when they ask shit questions, he's he like, goes, that's the worst question of all time, yeah. mate. So when the first the first question when he came to the press conference was this guy goes, do you wish maybe you didn't stay out last night drinking? You might have played better. He goes, you've been waiting a long time to say that, haven't you? How boring must your life be? That's all you got to ask. And then just and sit side on, sit side on, like not yeah. even looking at everyone, yeah, just yeah. sit side on. You're like, this dude's fuck. He just doesn't give a shit. But like you know, but then also. You know, played a lot of respect to Ash Barty, you know. Like, yeah. he's not a, he's he's not not a, a shit bloke. No. He's just calling out the bullshit. And then he has a laugh. Like, one of these reporters asked him a question, this chick, and then he turns and he's about to answer. And he goes, you were at the pub last night. Like, he recognized yeah. her and everyone's having a laugh as yeah. well. Like, it's not like the media are still enjoying him there. Yeah, it's yeah. not like they're going, this guy's a complete dickhead. Yeah, mate, they're looking for some entertainment. That's you know it. what I mean? He's tennis, a happy Gilmore tennis, tennis. tennis is boring as batshit if you take out the elite throbbers. Federer and Nadal, and they can't be there for much longer, right? But also, it's still boring because it's like, well, no, Federer and no, Nadal, but, Djokovic win. No, but like, there's just something about watching them play that's delicious. Oh, right? of course. But other than that, what what else is going on? Nothing. Other than the narrative of leg- two legends, two all-timers still Being playing, all-timers. like when they should have retired fucking years ago, that's, I mean, but it's losing its gusto. Yeah, A it little is. bit. It's a little bit. 
So you need other yarns. Yeah. And Kyrgios provides them in spades, bro. Yeah. He's and good. yeah, he gets a bit hot-headed on the court. And I love that as well when he was saying, you know, it's always people that um, have never played the game that's comment on it, commenting on, you know, people losing their cool in the big moment. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you don't realise how fucking frustrating yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, it's always ex-greats that say that. Yeah, it's always right. ex, it's always ex tennis stars that say that. That was a joke. Like, yeah, 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 up, yeah, 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 yeah. So. You don't know what the hell's. Yeah, you don't know yeah, what it's yeah. like when all those pressures yeah, yeah. online. And he's twenty four. He's he, just. But what he's doing is he's he's in some ways he's asking you to sort of question, you know, the usual conventions of tennis and how you're supposed to behave and like yeah. approach questions in the media and shit. He's like, shut the fuck up. Stop asking shit questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, finally, we get press conferences that are interesting instead of the same monotonous shit. Well, that's it. So he got asked the same, like, similar question twice. And he goes, you serious, bro? I literally just answered that. I literally just answered that. Jeez, you taking the piss? <laughs> and then just moves on. And they're like, well, what are you going to do now? You lost. Like, I don't know, man. Might just go to my house in the Bahamas. Chill. You're like, dude, there you go. Like, this guy's fucking got all this. He's just, he's living a good life. He doesn't yeah. really give a shit. No. Um, but anyway, so... I'm on the Curios train. Yep. You know, short of obviously like, you know, committing atrocities, I'm down. Whatever yeah, yeah. you want to do, bro, play on. Yeah, yeah. If you do feel like switching on for like half a year and winning yeah. a slam, that'd love be that. cool. I'd love that. But you don't have to. But I'd love that. But if you want to, like even six months should do it. Yeah. Six months ought to do it. Just, yeah, six months, train hard, win a slam, maybe two, and then back to- Back to normality. Yeah, back to the pub. Yeah, back to the pub. That, I mean, because what I'm saying, six months ought to do That's it. all. That's all you need, dude. Just a coach. Train. You know, do more. That's all. But by all means, continue just sort of, you know, doing what you're doing, whatever. It's, inter- it's interesting. That's for damn sure. Uh, Tomic fined 80K for tanking. Now, I'm sure he did his shit, but also you'd be a little offended if you're Joe Wilfred Songer who pumped him and then it's like, there's no way that this guy wasn't tanking. You know what I mean? Joe's like, no, maybe I just played well. Well, yeah, Joe, I don't know if anyone expects Yeah, but look, Joe, you're, think, you're pretty long in the tooth. Yeah, mate. I think he was tanking, Joe. No, I just played well. Well, uh, nah. We're going to fine him his entire fee, nah, look, He I, basically didn't try at all in that game. You're pretty long in the tooth, Joe. Yeah, sorry, Joe. Sorry, uh, Joe. Love you, Joe. Love you, Joe, but obviously you're not a slam winner. You've made a final, bro, and that's fine. That's cool. I think and that's what, made, that's what you that's what you are though. I think you right? might have made two. That's Definitely what you one. Are. But you're, that's a, right. you're a Galmon fees. You're a you know, these guys that are there, they're in about, never gonna fucking set the world on fire. Yeah. A Richard Gasquet. A Richard Gasquet of the world. Mm. But shout out to you. Um Ash Barty, greatest headline of the week. She beat the chick Harriet Dart. And the headline was Barty Smokes Dart. So obviously, just celebrate whoever fucking made that. Want to also say, shock, Eddie. There's some shock. Sam Stosa did not make it out of the first round. Shock. Shock, shock, shock. No one, I've never seen a tennis player with more of a love affair with, with the, the, first, with the round. first round exit than Sam Stosa. Loves a first round if, exit. If slams were won in round one, she still wouldn't have any slams. Now, Punish Dribbles, obviously the NBA trade period has been coming thick and fast uh, to news feeds globally. But unfortunately for Jorge Alday, who is wildly trying to get us to negotiate with terrorists this week, I realize that it might mean a lot to a lot of people that Kawhi's gone to the Clippers and Paul George has gone and that now LA is going to have a bit of a rivalry and there's all that. But I feel like we'd be spinning our wheels a touch were we to try and give any meaningful insight into the ructions and rumblings and the reality of that situation. And we don't really care. That's I mean, like, I I like seeing Kawhi out of Toronto because now I don't have to look and speak about Drake. That's about it. That's the win for me. Yes. I like new narratives. I like that he's in LA and they've got a rivalry now and then he's with Paul George. That's cool. That's cool. Sweet. But I lo- I'm I'm almost happier that I don't have to hear about Drake anymore. The Drake's cut. Like, are you gonna go to games anymore, bro? When you're shit. Yeah, that's the real test. Of or the- are you? Yeah, that's gonna be the real test to him. Or is he gonna start rocking up at LA games on his knees at the Clippers games? I don't know. Who knows? It'll be a, it'll be the test of the man. I'll give you the hot tip. My my feeling is probably stop going to games. Of course he will. Fair weather fan is Drake. Yeah, he's, he's all he's all up and about. He's when it's- so fair weather. So, 
Do I know that for a fact? No, I don't. Will it be proved this year? 100%. Yeah, it will be. 100%. So that's us not negotiating with Terry. Now, Eddie, before we go, we've got some dribblers from the dribbler. Dribbles from the dribbler. Now, there's a few here. We've been fucking recording this thing for about 12 hours, so we're going to whip through these and then get home. Eddie's got dinner to go to, and I've got to get to bed. Correct. So, this one is from Maddie Travers. Shout out, Maddie. How are you, brah? G'day, lads. Maddie Trav here, friend and longtime listener of the show. Would like to hear you got your guys' opinions this week on the show on that absolutely disgraceful performance from the referees in the Warriors and Newcastle Knights game. Keynotes would be the bunker being an absolute disgrace with Braith and Astor's blow up. Gavin Badger and Adam G telling Roger to Avasashek that a trainer has to tell them to stop the game even though Peter Hiku is in La La Land. All right, now I'm going to be honest with Maddie here and say that I flicked off after the first 10 minutes of that game I Saturday night yeah Knights Warriors yeah no I remember did you watch no didn't watch it so Maddie, unfortunately bro very much appreciate you reaching out uh, great to hear from you I'm sure the calls were atrocious I've heard in the news that you know but I, I can touch on the, the HIA thing. Yes. Like, Hiku was fucking knocked out, and the ref's like, no, nah, can't do it unless there's a trainer on the yeah, field. Yeah, see, that's stupid That's to me. stupid. If you can see the guy's completely that flattened. Is, that is stupid. Like, what, if his neck's broken, are you just going to play on? That yeah. is ridiculous. That you need a trainer to be on there, but the guy's completely That gone. is And Richly right in front of him. Was right it? Right in front of him. There you go. He, you could he could have reached out and touched him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It oh. was a shocker. Okay, so that was so a howler. To your point there, that absolute fucking howler. Of course the bunkers fucked up. They get it wrong all the time. How? I don't know. Remember that game the other weekend where the guy's arm was in touch and they're like, yeah, try it. Yeah, they, it's like they didn't have an angle to see or something. Madness. Sheer madness. So to you, I go, yeah. Yeah. Um, can I explain it? No. The bunker has been a... a Squabbling mess. I think the bunker's all right. I think sometimes there are howlers that where that make you go, "How on earth does this happen?" That's what I think. I think the bunker for yeah. most of the times, like, yeah, all right, that's pretty good. No, that's co- it's but got- you kind of go like, but then you see ones where you go like, "What? Like, what the fuck were you thinking?" I think that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah, it's got quicker and it's good, but other times I'm like, "That's madness." That's madness. Like I wouldn't make that mistake. No, that's it. Makes you question the very nature of reality itself when you see something where you go, well, how? Am I in the Matrix? Am I in the Matrix here? Is someone, is this glitched glitched out right now? Are we glitching out? I think we might, there might be a glitch in the Matrix currently because his hand is out, yet Mm. there's a try being awarded. So, you know what, Matty, that went from actually not having anything to say to quite a, I think, a stirring response. I think stirring's the right word. So thanks for reaching out, Matty. Appreciate it. Uh, Be soon. Now, this one is from King Dribbler himself, who has, if you haven't seen on our Instagram story, the King Dribbler has added to his Instagram fucking profile bio. <laughs> I've got to get that up, actually. I've got it. Before we get to the King Dribbler's uh, question, what in God's name has he gone and done? He cemented his place as the absolute king of the dribblers. So in his bio, do unto others, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> then Sid slash NYC, because he is currently located in, in NYC. And then K.D at Hello Sport Podcast. So he's repping. You know what? Respect. Mad respect. But absolutely only only the king of the, the dribblers dribble. would even would do, think of doing that. That's it. He's woken, He's thought of that. No one's told him to do it. He's thought of that on his own. You've got to be an absolute dribbler. You've got to wear a bib 24-7 <laughs> to think of doing that. I'm telling you right so, now. So shout out though, like huge shout out because, I mean, there's got to be respect for that. You know what I mean? But he sent us in a, uh, a dribble, mm-hmm. not surprisingly. Sup, dribblers. Hope you're both well. I figured I'd reach out and get your thoughts on something since it's been a while since I've dribbled in your DMs. How are you both feeling about Mitch Pierce back in blue? We know he's 0-7 to seven and not cut from the origin cloth, but do you both think that it's the right corner? Personally, I'm a little concerned. Cheers, KD. Well, we've, KD, covered, it. we've covered it. 
It's been so, covered. So I don't know why you asked a question knowing we'd covered it. But yeah, that's fine. yeah. I mean, we were obviously going to cover Mitch being in blue again. So, I mean, again, silly dribbling. You're like, if you had a thought about it, you'd know we'd open with that. Yeah, yeah. Oi, oi, boys, how do you reckon England are going to go against Australia in the Cricket World Cup? Like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good question. Yeah, great. Question next week. Wait, what are your thoughts on the origin result? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, bro. Thanks, mate. Yeah, good. (laughs) (laughs) Dribbler. All right. Last one is from Maximus Power on our Facebook. Hello, Throbbers. Long time dribbler, first time caller. Just wanted to get your unqualified opinion on wavering bias on the Mitchell Pierce redemption saga. Okay, I should have read these. And whether he has done his pre-surgery dues before getting the penis removed from his head. So this is a different this angle. This is a different angle. This is what this is what you want. If you look at the Blake Ferguson press conference when reselected for New South Wales, it was very team first responses, i.e. as a team we must, just looking to do my role for the team, whatever Freddie needs me to do, blah, blah, blah. Great pre-surgery responses. Mm. Mm. If you look at Mitchell Pierce's press conference after getting called in, it's a lot of me and I. I, I've got a point to prove. I drag Newcastle out of a form slump. I want to play both sides of the ball. I'm going to give my best with what I've got. He even says, if I lose, not if we lose. Not a great response, and I'm wondering if the surgeon will not perform the surgery as he still seems like a me first dickhead. <laughs> Look, I mean... That's a great question. I've seen the... I've seen... I've obviously watched these interviews... And what you're saying is correct. I can confirm it was very me first. Yes. So obviously not what the surgeon was looking for. Uh, I will say this, though. I will say this. So much is written about Mitch, even when he's not playing Origin. Like, there's still stories about Mitch, even when he's not even in the picture for selection. Like, last year, he's still written about endlessly. Yeah. I think there would be an element of ever just being so hard to get away from, like... Everyone wants to know about your place in the origin side, right? Yeah. And they've always have, which might be half his problem. I don't know. It's an interesting angle. I think it would be hard to get away from. There was too many eyes in there than we's for my liking. Yeah. I am concerned by that. If I'm the doctor, I've got serious, serious reservations. Yeah, about you can't remove dicks. Serious from reservations. Um, given that he's in our multi, uh, going to have to maybe pass him. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pass him for the surgery here. We're gonna have to rush him through. Obviously, there could be some complications, but we have him in our multi now, so we're kind of at the behest. We're, we're at the beck. We're at the uh, the will of the surgeon. Well, we're at the yeah, we're, and we are bowing to money. Well, hundred percent, money rules all. But we basically just need this surgeon to remove the penis, irrespective. Now, it might mean that if he hasn't done his, his the appropriate pre-surgery uh, wheeze instead of eyes, that you know maybe they're gonna have to leave a nub. I don't mind leaving him scarred. I don't mind if he's scarred. Just need him nobless. Just need, we need him nobless, removed from the head. Scarred is all right. We can always follow that up with some plastic surgery post win. But also, he can wear scars of past origins. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of being a dickhead in the past. I yeah. think there's nothing wrong with him being scarred up. Well, I don't actually... I actually think you do have to be scarred up from a dick being removed. Yeah. Of course. And with time, it'll either grow back or it'll grow over. <laughs> That's where we're at. That's where we're at. So, great question, Max great Travers. Question. Great question. Take note, King Dribble. Yeah, that's how you ask a question that's about Pierce. That's how you do it. So... Uh, Punish Dribbles, that's it for the week. At Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we're at Hello Sport on Facebook, Twitter. We're something else similar. So you can just do your own research with all of that. Hell of a show. I'm out of puff. Hell of a show. Super out of puff. Very tired. Gonna yeah. sleep well. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you've heard from Kurtley Beal, please tell him to reach out. I know he's actually probably in South Africa right now. So all the best to the Wallabies over there. Didn't even rate a mention, unfortunately, because nobody cares. Thanks for listening, Punish Dribbles. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore?